Hello and welcome to A Messy Life, a podcast where we interview interesting and authentic people to get their unique perspectives. I'm your host, Anthony Munoz, and today I am joined here by my hardworking and amazing father. Can you say your name? Uh, my name is Juan Munoz. Thank are you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. Glad to have you. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good. Just had a little workout and now I'm ready for this. I know. Perfect. That's a good way to start the morning. All right. So this is basically how it's going to work. First, I'm just going to ask you a couple of my own personal questions, and then we're going to move into community questions. So basically, I put questions out uh, on Instagram, and then people in the community ask questions. And so, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Sounds good. All right, let's get into it. So obviously, we've had stories that you've told us since we were young, but a lot of these people don't know. For these people uh, watching, what was it like when you were growing up when you were younger? Gotta say, I had a, an amazing childhood. I look back on my life, and it's pretty amazing living in Mexico City, one of the biggest cities in the world. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up with a bunch of kids my age, between 15 and 20 kids from the age of kinder to um, middle school. Wow. So it was pretty amazing the things that we would get into. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that I've always been kind of a natural leader, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, I agree. Just, it was my pers personality, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I love what we used to, the games that we used to play. I mean, we didn't have much, mm -hmm. you know, but you just come up with games. and Give us some examples. You know, playing with marbles. <laughs> How do you um, do that? <laughs> this sounds funny to me asking that because like, so, I mean, we grew up with like a lot more technology. Right. So like, how do you play marbles? So literally you have this little glass marbles that are about, I don't know, half inch to mm -hmm. up to an inch. Um, and so you put them in a circle and you create on the dirt. Okay. And you put the amount that you are willing to play with. There's different, different variations to that game. Mm-hmm put them in a circle and with your fingers you create a circle and then whoever's playing participating in that game they put in their marbles um you try to get them out by shooting them with your thumb mm. and when whenever you get some out then you get to keep them Ooh, you know, so you guys you it's like you it's like you guys are marbles. doing like pink pink slips something. for cars but with marbles something like that right like so if so if somebody had marbles that they had and you got theirs out you would get to take their marbles from Correct. them yeah Correct. okay <laughs> that's funny and the way you lose is if you're when you shoot your marble if it gets stuck in this the circle then you're, you're not out but it's somebody else's turn mm, you know okay I mean? yeah, so oh games like that you know all typical games that you may have in the u.s too like kicking the can or you know um just tons tons of games that we would come up with yeah one of my favorite was, uh, and I showed you guys this with the chalk. You draw a racetrack, mm -hmm. and I with the little that one. Hot Wheels, um, you push him with your finger, and you have three uh, tries, mm -hmm. and you have to stay in the lanes. Uh, you can uh, get stuck in what we would call a prison. And my brother, by the way, I have a, a brother older <laughs> than me five, five years, Pedro. I used to love the way he would draw uh, draw those uh, racetracks. We would call him uh, Metita. Mm -hmm. So uh, the point of the game is to to get to the meta, which is the finish line. So mm -hmm. 
yeah, that was. So you guys had a lot of fun, even with um, the lack of the, resources. Yeah, yes. yeah, yes, that's for right. sure. Sure, you you did with what you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, yeah, like we don't we don't often now play those games. I mean, every now and then you do see kids outside, but it's a lot less than you used to. Kids are now just sitting in front of their freaking screens watching YouTube videos or playing video games for the most part. I mean, obviously there was video games back then, but not people aren't, I would say, as addicted to them to the extent that they are now. Correct. Uh, For me, it was it was hard to have that transition, because if you can recall, I used to always try to pull you guys to you know, have some of those experiences mm-hmm. playing outside. You know, I feel like we with did. the neighborhood kids, I feel like we did when we were in like elementary school a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a blast. Um, kind of me trying to introduce some of my childhood games mm-hmm. to you guys and just taking you out on the street and hey, let's do this and let's yeah. do that. The, the the game where you draw the little court and then you just play handball. Like, yeah, basically yeah. handball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, See, those I mean, were fun. I remember we spent countless hours playing outside mm-hmm. and just you know playing with a ball. Yeah. i don't know why it just kind of reminded me of this one movie uh a million ways to die in the west where they're like uh talking about kids playing with a stick and a hoop like they hit the hoop and the hoop runs and they keep chasing it yeah and they were basically like making the joke as the same way with like uh technology they're like oh i read somewhere that kids they actually lose the ability to be innovative because they're just staring at that stick hoop all day (laughs) (laughs) it's like the same thing with like video games that people will say you know what i mean right so it's like i don't know no matter the time there's always something you know that they're saying um uh what are some of the problems that you struggled with when you were growing up Mm. that's a good question I think early on, I realized um, that we had no no limits. I mean, my mom, I think, I've told you guys the stories, and I'm sure many other people did a great job filling my head with um, telling me that the sky was the limit, mm-hmm. right? And uh, patting me in the back and filling my soul with knowing that we can accomplish whatever we set our mind to. Mm-hmm. So I really don't think I had obstacles. Um, I did have friends that came from a wealthier background, mm-hmm. but I never felt less. I never saw that as an obstacle. Um, so yeah, I had that uh, very early on. I One thing, that, um, like I said, I've told you and I've told many people. Real quick, uh, could you just make sure that the mic's right in your mouth? Okay. Um, must have been 10 years old and I was playing, um, uh, football, mm-hmm. not soccer, football, right. Uh, organized football in Mexico. Um, and at the end of the year we had this jamboree party, right. And so obviously we go to the kid that had the, well, not the nicest house, but it was this, uh, head coach's, uh, kid. Mm-hmm. So we go to their house. They're supposed to be at their house and I literally have nothing nice to wear. Right. The nicest thing I had was my um, school uniform in Mexico City on Mondays. You wear white to um, to do the ceremony for the flag. Mm-hmm. And so that's all I had. It was and, nice. and around this time, what grade were you in or what age? Uh, I was around 10 years old. OK. Yeah. And so um, my mom's like, well, you decide, you know, this is what you have. So I'm like, oh, let's do it. 
And I'm already thinking in my head, oh, I'm going to get clowned on as soon as I get to the party, you know. But I'm like, oh, whatever. Mm -hmm. So sure enough, I get there and my friends, oh, everybody salute. He's he's here to do the ceremony and because I was wearing my uniform for, mm -hmm. that I had for school. And um, quick enough, I'm like, no, it's just that I look good in white <laughs> and laughed it off. Yeah. You know, and that was that. I didn't. I, I think that was part of me just seeing you can solve problems and not think too much of it. Mm -hmm. um so yeah i enjoyed myself so dirty after the party from playing football with my friends and <laughs> on the ride back home i just i had the epiphany kind of you know mm -hmm. like we set our own limits you know i could have been the kid there like no i have nothing nice to wear i'm not gonna go i'm gonna be made fun of or whatever the excuse could have been but let it stop you Yeah, I, I didn't. And I had a blast. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the times as human beings, we let our conditions stop us from having great experiences. Yeah. So that was a great lesson for me. And I just continue that throughout my life. Yeah, I think that's a pretty big lesson to learn, especially at that young age. You know, that's a pretty pivotal moment. Uh, I would definitely say like that carried on with you, obviously, because the, just the fact that you remember it, right? Like the fact that that's a vivid memory in your yeah. mind. So that had to be a very pivotal moment for everything you've done basically in the future past that point yeah growing up uh and this i'm sure people can relate to this you can look back at your life and there's pivotal moments like mm -hmm. you said that you think but this is what changed this mm -hmm. is you know and it's it's good to see that yeah yeah and that was definitely one of them you would say one that i can remember early on yeah for mm -hmm. sure what do you what is it that you do uh mostly nowadays what do you spend your time doing Do you want me to give you a quick run out through my week? Okay. Or? Yeah, let's do that. So, um, my wife and I, my beautiful wife and I <laughs> have, uh, created a lifestyle where, um, we try to take care of our bodies because if you feed your body and your mind, you can have, uh, long lasting lives. Mm -hmm. We're looking for longevity, mm -hmm. you know, live long, healthy lives. And so we exercise, um, uh, Three times a week. I mean, I think for me, that's all I need. Mm -hmm. I picked up recently. I started running with um, my oldest son, Eric. He's, I think he's trying to give me a heart attack. Every time <laughs> I run, I feel like I'm going to die. But, <laughs> he, um, he told us that you were, you were outpacing him. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> anyway, um, so working out in the morning um, three times a week. Um, you know, Actually, got to go backtrack a little bit. I do, one of the first things that I do when I wake up is uh, look at um, how some of the things that I find interesting in the world are doing, whether mm -hmm. it be financial um, statements that come out and different companies. So that's kind of one of the routines that I get into or um, find funny, uh, funny clips on On social media, mm -hmm. actually, you know, I'm not gonna lie about that because it's, <laughs> I think the best way to start your day is laughing. I mean, it's a pretty good La way. Laughter is the medicine. I mean, I can be in the bathroom and mom can hear me crack up. And <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just, you know, laughter for me in the morning. Like, what best way to start your morning? Yeah, I laughter mean, I agree. Set, That's sets good. the tone 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. At least for me, it does. Um, Especially to wake you up. Yeah. And so as I'm working now, I'm checking work, um, uh, answering texts, phone calls, mm-hmm. you know, finish that and get on with my day, go check my work, um, get in touch with Eric, uh, see what the plans for the day are. So what is your work real quick? I am a general contractor. Mm-hmm. been doing it for roughly since 1999. So you own your own construction business as a general uh, contractor? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. All right. So continue with uh, your, your Um day. And after that, it's sometimes uh, mom and I have the luxury the, uh, to get uh, meet each other for lunch mm-hmm. throughout the week. So we do that. Uh, have lunch and then I'll go back check work or sometimes I'm fortunate enough and blessed enough to be able to clock out and continue the day with uh, my wife and go out and do things we like to do mm-hmm. enjoy uh, going out to eat a lot mm-hmm. yeah. yeah definitely we like to eat <laughs> it's a big part yeah. of uh, what our family just likes to do together pretty much yeah I, I do gotta say I I'm sure you know this. Uh, we are blessed to have the life we have. 100%. Uh, fortunate. Um, so I don't take that for granted. Um, it's been great. Mm-hmm. It's been great. I, I've said this before. Um, I can look back at my life and if I was to go to the afterlife right now, it's been it's been amazing. So... That's a that's a good thing to be able to say. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day, like it is pretty incredible. Definitely a blessed life. Um often it's it, it's so uh amazing. I don't even feel like I deserve it, to be honest. I feel like it needs to be earned. Um so that's what I work towards doing. But like I wake up, go help grandpa for like a couple hours, not anything like crazy. And it's nice actually. It feels like a little like workout to help wake me up during the morning. Right. Um, and then after that, basically I decide what I want to do for the rest of my day. And I was just like, it's incredible. The fact that I actually have that ability, especially, I mean, being this young to just decide, uh, you know what, I'm going to go take a drive just for no reason. You know what I mean? Like that's not everybody gets to do that. A lot of people have to work nine to fives and they're forced into a yes. certain schedule or routine that they may not, uh, that may not really work for them. And my biggest thing with that is like, um, you said that sometimes you feel you don't deserve it, but this is the the cars that life and the universe has played out for you Mm -hmm. so enjoy it you know like you're saying you're not taking it for granted you go out every day and i see you you go out there and you do your thing every day Mm -hmm. and that's part of the advice you know just work with the cars you were given Mm -hmm. go out there and make your stuff happen whatever your circumstances are we are our own limitation. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard to practice. We have, um, there's tons of knowledge out there. Sometimes we seek it. Sometimes we don't. The things that we do know, just apply them. And we're humans, right? We're going to forget. Make and they're mistakes. like, oh, I totally knew that. And I haven't been doing it. Yep. And it's a matter of resetting mm-hmm. and being like, oh, okay, I know this. I got this. Yep. Being One of the things that I've learned along the way is being graceful with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, sometimes we can sit back and uh, play the victim card and I'm like, oh, well, no, yeah, I it's get like that. every, every uh, problem. And I, I don't even call them problems anymore. It's just situations, mm-hmm. situations in life. They're not problems. They just, you can take it as a problem 
or as a situation. It's like, it's, you know. Yeah. So speaking specifically on that, you know, you were talking about us as humans, we, we make a lot of mistakes. Uh, some, even though that we know we're making, yet we still do it. Um, but as an adult, you've grown up that young kid who decided that he was going to go to that uh, celebration, even though he didn't feel like he had the clothes, it wasn't going to let him stop him. How do you now view your problems as an adult? I know you said more as a situation. Could you like elaborate on that? Yeah. Like I said, there's, um, we can, there's different ways that we can appro- approach a situation. And for me, it's just looking at the best, worst and best outcome. Mm-hmm. And from there, you do your part. And I'm witness that the universe it just makes everything line up and it works out at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always a solution for situations. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to uh, work out problems out of my vocabulary because it's not a problem. It's a situation. Right. And it's how you deal with it, what you do with it, that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. My thing has always been, and it's it's a uh, tattoo on the making. I'm a walking quote. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because it's things that have always worked in my life. Mm-hmm. What's the worst thing that can happen? And I've told you guys this always, and I will continue to tell you everything to gain, nothing to lose. Cause if it doesn't happen, you are back to square one. You're right. Right. But if you, if what you want, it happens, man, you just gain, you just gain something. Mm-hmm. Right. So all you got to do is try. There's mm-hmm. plenty of situations in my life where if I hadn't taken, if I had the guts to go and try it, my life would be different. Mm-hmm. You just, if you, your inside, you got to listen to your gut and your inside. And if it tells you to go do this, don't hesitate. Mm-hmm. If you got to think about it too much, just go do it. Yeah. You know, because the outcome could be great. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't happen, like I said, you're back to square one. Right. Didn't lose anything. Maybe just time. Mm-hmm. Right. But you learn in that process. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. I feel that often people have a problem doing that because their ego is so afraid of um, failure in a type of way. But what they need to do is exactly what you're talking about that you're trying to do is literally change the vocabulary, not only that you speak, but that you, the thoughts that go on in your mind because they're programming themselves to be fearful, right? And then that limits them from being able to do those things. It reminds me of we were just in Hawaii on a little business trip and I wanted to dive from a little cliff into the water because you guys were doing it. And I'm like, I think it's cool. But in my head, it just kept going like, no, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to land on your stomach. You're going to hurt something, blah, blah, blah. Um, And it was just like you were saying, like sometimes when you, all that fear, it's in anticipation. It's just in your mind. Yeah. Um, So eventually I just decided, you know what, like screw my thoughts, basically. Like I'm not going to let them um prevent me from doing this and like almost there's okay i'm gonna describe it like this when you're thinking and thinking a lot there's almost like there's like a pressure or a focus that's in feels like it's in your mind basically i tried to take that and put it back into my body Mm -hmm. so there's less thinking and there's just more like almost instinct i guess you could say right and then i I just jumped i just used my body to push me regardless of what my mind was telling me how did you realize as you went through it like when after it happened or There's, as you were going through it. This is the funny thing about fear. It is all in anticipation. Once you're doing it, there is no fear there. Right. At least for myself. Like, That's how I feel. Like, 
I was so scared. And then once I'm falling down, no fear, hit the water, fine, get back up, fine. Literally, like, there's no problem. It's all the story that you tell yourself in your mind, right? Yeah. And that's, those are things that you start discovering about yourself as you grow up. Because I'm, I'm sure, you know, you didn't know that before. You start thinking, okay, why am I feeling like this? So mm -hmm. because the knowledge you have, you start breaking it down. Like, oh, no, I got this. Yeah. Right? 100%. Yeah. What would, if you could uh, label this stage of your life right now, what would you call it? 40s are amazing. 40s are amazing. That's the 40s, title of it. 40s That's are it. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right, could you elaborate? Uh, Why are 40s amazing? Mom and I had this. <laughs> we, we keep saying this. Um, the, in our 20s, we were acting as people that were about 40 years old because you're mature, you're Uh, you're kind of settling in. And for us, it was raising our family. Mm -hmm. So as you know, for 15 years of my life, as we were um, starting the business, um, I stopped drinking alcohol. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of those pivotal moments that you think about in life. One, because I, I have an addiction. I come from a bloodline of people with that alcoholic addiction. So knowing that it 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 was a a point. Um, by the way, like this is something I gotta touch on. This it, it wasn't something that it was demanded of me. Like you gotta stop drinking, or we're you know this is not gonna work. Or, it was just put to me as your mom had a great way to put it to me. You know, you gotta see what's in front of you and what's important. You decide. I think that's very important. If we allow individuals to make their own decisions and not be forced, it's easier for us, for the person that has to make the decision, to make that decision. And you can see what's in front of you, what's important to you. You know, once again, I've used, I've always, I even have a tattoo of it, of a weight scale. I put my, my life and the way I look at things on a weight scale, right? Balanced. You have to balance it. Um, for me, that's, that's always work. I've always told you guys. One of a man's kind hardest thing to achieve is balance in life. A little bit of this too much, it's bad for you. Not enough of this, it's bad for you. So it's fine, finding, that, finding that balance in life. It's, I think, one of humankind's hardest thing to achieve, mm -hmm. balance. Yeah. So I've always tried to use that analogy. And so I decided... My family, the life that I have is more important than any addiction that I could have. So I'm going to stop drinking. So I stopped drinking for 15 years, which allowed me to concentrate in my family, the business. Because while other people were out drinking and partying, getting DUIs, getting in trouble for drinking and driving, whatever. I was being responsible to take care of what was in front of me at that time and important. So... Yeah. I was acting as a mature uh, person. Right. At my as 20s. a mature man. Right. Yeah. And so now that I'm 40, um, the life that we have received and I'm blessed to have has allowed us to live amazing uh, a period in our life now. We can pick up on a Thursday and say, hey, let's go to Vegas. Yeah. Right? 
and it's stuff that maybe you do when you're 20, but my kids are old enough, our responsibilities are taken care of, and so we get to live pretty amazing lives, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I found a, a new passion of mine, which is riding a motorcycle, and your mom is on board with it. She posted something the other day, which um, I found pretty cool. She said on her post, um, a fear of mine has now become a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. So I'm chopping it, but kind of in those words. Paraphrasing. Yeah. And so that was, you know, I don't want to find things to do on my own. She's my partner, my best friend. So we get to do those things together. And that's mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, that uh, we get to do those things. So, yeah. Right. It's 40s, 40s is amazing. 40s is amazing. Yes. That's a good one. I like it. Okay. If you could give your future self some advice, knowing obviously that the future is unknown right. and that problems will occur in time. What advice would you give yourself? Spend more time cultivating, educating um, yourself. Like, take time to read a book. Mm-hmm. This is um, what you tell your future self? Uh, like my future self yeah, yeah. getting so, older? So, so the que- yeah, so the question is, oh, is thought, your future self, oh, my future what would you self, now sorry, tell yourself, sorry, sorry. knowing that there's going to be problems, um, but you don't know what's going to happen? Continue on this journey, wow. doing your best. Just, just that, you know. Obviously, there's always, always uh, room for for improvement. Mm-hmm. Always allow yourself to to grow. Um, uh, listen to other people's advice. Um, continue learning, learning about yourself. Um, just try your best every day. I love it. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that aligns a lot with what this company and brand stands for. Um, Even you you said 40s is amazing. And yet your advice to yourself is to keep growing. Right. And that's a we talked about this in the last podcast with mom. But that's a huge part of I think living a fulfilled life is staying in the natural flow of reality. And as reality consistently changes, you as well consistently changing, hopefully in a positive direction. Right. Yeah. And what we call it is continuous development. So always, no matter what, continuously developing yourself as an individual. That could be through experiences, that could be through skills, whatever it may be, but just continue to be open to growing. And not just be open, but seek growth as well. Right. Yeah. Um, So now we're going to move on to the community questions. This is the community portion. I want to say to you guys, for those of you who are watching, I post on my stories, I believe on Tuesdays and Thursdays, asking for questions. So if you'd like to have your question answered, um, I'll be posting it on my uh, Instagram at Anthony F. Munoz, M-U-N-O-Z, Anthony without an H, Anthony without an H, I guess. Um, so yeah, check there. First question, uh, can you tell me about your struggles, uh, the struggles you experienced while building your company? The lack of experience, uh, lack of knowledge, you know, I didn't go to business school. Um, I did for a year, did a program at PCC of uh, building and construction. It, ultimately, I learned more more on the field, but I would say uh, the legal aspect of it, um, the office and, and, and paperwork that comes with it. Uh, I would say that um, just not having the 
um, education. You know, I just um, started from nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Just uh, kind of, I was um, trying to go to school uh, and that wasn't working out really. I was just partying pretty much. Mm -hmm. uh, As most people do. <laughs> yeah. And um, at the time, mom and I had... Um, in communicating, we're kind of seeing each other. Mm -hmm. Say that, uh, not dating, but seeing each other. It's, it's funny. Anyway, and then my dad got laid off from his construction work, but they were given the opportunity. They were given a severance to go and get their construction license, and so they could come and work for them as subcontractors and not employees. Mm -hmm. So my dad did that, and this, you know, my old man is. He went and got his license, and then he went just, it's like I always say, just try. Everything to gain, nothing to lose. And, you know, not very good credit. He goes and buys a, a tries to buy a dump truck, and the story is they ask him, how much money do you have for down payment? And he opens his wallet and says, well, I have $50. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, he by himself got started with the $50 investment into his you know, new business. Mm -hmm. That's it's part of the proof. I think my parents and the fact that uh, my family, I look at my history and it's written on a diary for you guys to some someday read and yeah. pass it on to your children. Um, from my great grandma, Ines, uh, from Chiapas, and she was uh, India La Candona. You know, that's, that's where it, uh, that was her, the name of her tribe. A lady that spoke dialect. And that's where it all begins. She she was a hustler. She left uh, her town and moved to Mexico City. And at one point, my mom tells me that she was running about five or ten little tamales stands. Mm -hmm. You know, after just her beginning with one. And then I saw her. And then my grandma, my mom's mom, she would have all these little different hustles that she would do. And I watched. And I think that's the part of us that... Um, that's where it comes from. Yeah, that's where it comes from, definitely. And so, can you make sure the mic's on your mouth? Oh, just yeah. so that we can keep the uh, audio. Good? So, just that um, we wanted something more, and uh, I'm kind of deviating from the question, which was what was their struggles, but um, just that that um, I didn't have the proper knowledge to start business, so you kind of stumble as you go, but never stop me. Mm -hmm. Like like I said, I always apply that rule. Everything to gain, nothing to lose, and just went for it. Yeah, I get it. I feel like that being said, like you totally understand what I'm go trying going through currently. Um, that being said, I have a lot more resources thanks thank to thanks to you and the sacrifices you made uh, in comparison to where you what you had at that stage in your early twenties. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like it's like I describe it like this: it's like you're in a cave, a dark cave, and you're just walking through trying to find like the light or the path like and you're just hitting a wall you hit a wall you hit a wall but you just keep going because uh you, at, at some point you get so far into it that it's easier to keep going than it would be to stop and so you just keep pushing through yeah um and i'm glad i do keep pushing through and i'm not going to stop because i feel like i'm at a place where i've learned so much over the last couple of years since i dropped out of college just like trying to do this that it's it's been a lot, very worth it, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And um, I admire what you're doing. 
you know, I see the message of your company. Um, and it's, yeah, it's phew, blows my mind. Thank you. You know, cause at your young age, um, I see the growth that you guys have acquired. Um, some knowledge came from us, but you guys have broken this cycle of, you know, um, just being, getting out there and getting the information you need, mm-hmm. um, educating yourselves. Uh, I noticed and I saw it because you guys would complain about it, the education system that we have. Uh, you guys literally hated it yeah. because the way you're, they're teaching you and what they're teaching you. And I think it's beautiful that you were able to express it and say, this is not for me. and Didn't waste your time. And now you're pursuing something that you love. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing to me. Yeah. You know, cause you could just be, you know, manipulated to follow this path that it works for some, but not for everybody. And you got to do what you love. And the fact that you're doing what you love. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah, it is beautiful for sure. Um, I was telling mom the last podcast, I don't know if you got to watch all of it or not, yeah. but I was telling her, like, I feel very blessed to have this be the mission because I don't, I don't see anything else as important, really. Like, what is more important than one, living your own fulfilled life, but then two, helping others do the same? Can't see anything. So it's like outside of that. So then we're just going to do that. You know, Good. that's the goal. That's the plan. All right, we're going to move on to the next question. Okay. Um, can you tell me some of the struggles of raising a child as a uh, young adult? Child or children? I saw, I, I, once again, because of the type of person that I am, I didn't see it as a struggle. I was just trying to provide. Mm-hmm. You know, um, got up, went to work with the backache, and it didn't stop me. And um, fortunately, I had a, a great group of women that mold me to who I am now, mm-hmm. help me, you know, help me. Um, I got to say something that my mom told um, your mom and your grandma said, I gave you my son as a child and you guys mold them into a man. Mm-hmm. I think that's a true statement. You know, I had people in my corner that you know, have always helped me and helped me balance that part that as a man, you're, you know, had a lot of um, things that I wish I didn't have as a father when I raised you guys, uh, raising you, um, behaviors. I get angry if you guys hurt yourself. Like who does that, right? But that came from my from my father because that's how he was. Right. You know, it's a pattern that I learned through him. And, and you know, no regrets. So I don't say, oh, this is because of my father. No, it, it doesn't matter. It's not knowing that that's where it came from, and I understand it. And, and that's the important part: the awareness of right, that. Right. Right. Um. So that. Um. And I just. I was on survival mode, right? Busy trying to build a business. But um, I think just, I wish I would have had a 
more wisdom to be able to deal with situations uh, better. But those situations also allow me to grow because right. as I saw it, as a, um, a mistake that I didn't like, little by little, I try to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I don't know that there's a perfect parent, but um, if there is, I like to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, you learn, um, you grow and you learn. And so mm-hmm. I'll just say have the wisdom at a young age to to deal better with situations, uh, frustrations that could come as a child is it's, uh, not listening to what you're saying or, you know, think, I think typical, um, you guys would be the judges, you know, how, how we raised you. Yeah. I mean, I would say pretty good because <laughs> I'm glad to be where I am right now, but, uh, yeah, no, I think that's pretty common though. Like, <coughs> um, the fact that like you were young like you said you were very young you were my age basically already having children and like i'm i do not want kids right now uh not to say that i don't want kids at all but i just not the stage in my plan for myself uh obviously things happen uh but wisdom usually comes from age from experience from so it, it it did come from that we're blessed enough though to now have wiser people, um, a little bit more educated than the previous generation maybe. And now hopefully we're, we do the same thing. Like you were saying, right. we go out to get that information. So we try to educate ourselves more than the last generation and hopefully our children will do the same. Um, but this is the reason I think information, um, specifically knowledge is important. That's why we're here sharing these unique experiences because, if that information is not passed down, then the problems continue to get repeated. Right. Yeah. And history is written by the victor, which is not, which is at times very unfortunate. But that being said, thanks to technology nowadays, like there's really no excuse. There's so much information out there. There's anybody can go look for it. Google it. Yeah. YouTube it. And that's why there's, (laughs) that's why they call it ignorance, right? Because it's ignorance. You're deciding to not educate yourself by ignoring that possibility. But again, to touch back on the school system, like you were saying, how we hated. I do think it's the school system's fault that people don't do that because I think what happens is they teach you in a certain way. I can't remember the exact word of the type of teaching that it is because mm-hmm. there is a label for it. Right. But basically what you're doing is just forcing information into your brain, trying to memorize it for a period of time to pass a test and then do the same thing over and over again. So you're not really learning. And people think people think that that's learning because they experience it in school, Right. But that's not what really what learning is. And so then people grow to have this sort of almost disdain for learning because of what they experienced during school. Or they even think they're not good at learning, maybe because they got bad grades. Um, And again, that system just reinforces a bunch of negative habits. Think about the fact that, well, one, they don't let you collaborate that much. So if you do collaborate, it's like you're cheating. But that's not how the real world works. You had to go out there, talk to the banker, talk to a lawyer to get your business to become successful. Talk, talk to whoever, right? right? You had to collaborate. Another reason is like uh, in life, you fail, fail, you try, try again, and then eventually you succeed. But in school, they reinforce the opposite of that. They say every time you get something wrong, you're going to get a bad grade. And so you get, you're afraid of now making mistakes. Right. And so there's all these programs that our current school system programs into people 
that then does not at all positively benefit their lifestyle because now they don't want to learn. So now they're not growing. And so now they're stagnant. And so things are now going backwards in their life, possibly. If we talk about the curriculum that the school system has, let me look at it. Um, and this is stuff that is new to me. That at that time, as I was a, a young kid, I didn't think about. But luckily enough, I have a bunch of uh, smart kids like you guys. Thank you. <laughs> that present us with this new knowledge uh, and uh, a better way to be. Like for me, I think personally, <clears throat> in the school system, a per like in a perfect world for me, this is my perspective, right? Um, to have a, a school system that teaches you um, about real life circumstances mm -hmm. and how to deal with those. Um, you see it out there. They don't teach us about investing mm -hmm. our money and what it's doing, right? Right. You don't really, I mean, you do have personal finances, but did they really, you have it for a term, right? Do yeah, they really teach really you uh, or a semester, whatever it is? Do they really teach you what the way to grow whatever amount of money you have? They never do, no. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we spent not only uh, tons of money into sports. Yeah. Right. Look at the like, and that, those are things that I liked back then. But the more I look at it now, it's like how applicable we, are they? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Not every kid can be an NFL star. Right, right, right. Uh, I heard from some schools, and I don't know how true this is, but um, they're taking the uh, trades that were available that you, you could go into wood shop, mechanic shop, or whatever type of uh, trade that somebody could uh, come up and take that class. They're taking out of that out of the school system. And I think this should be adding more yeah. to that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely, and then to go in, uh, the, for me, the wages that, um, teachers make, you know, they're, yeah, it's a, a, a terrible incentive system. So much time in school and the person that's helping them in a way to grow up and learn has not a very good salary. So. They What's don't, the they don't have positive incentives. Yeah. Right. Right. What's the motivation there? You yeah. know? And so then you go into the people that have to go to public school. Uh, and this is not on the teachers. This is on the system. You know, uh, there are great teachers out there that it's not about the money. It's about changing lives, mm -hmm. you know, but ultimately if you're trying to also raise a family, you got to, as a teacher, had the right incentives, like you said, to put all the hard work in there to change lives. Yeah. So I would say the teachers definitely learn need to get a pay increase. Yeah, it's <laughs> we're very um, adaptable to our environment as humans, and an incentive is a part of that environment. And so that environment needs to change in order for them, like you're saying, to be more of those to be more willing to put in the time into those kids because those are the future generations of the world, right? And so instead of like, I feel like a lot of what happens now is people get, the past generation dumps their problems on the future generation right? instead of attempting to propel them forward. Right. 
which is what, as we talked about as a family, we try to do. But I think that's what the world should try to do. I think about it like this, you know, Life Spectrum's mission is to empower and galvanize individuals into leading fulfilling lives. And my vision, imagine if there was, let's say all the people in the world and each of them understood reality to a certain extent that they were more easily able to maneuver through it, make decisions for themselves. Um, and they were authentic to themselves. Imagine the un- level of uniqueness and innovation that we would have. Cause there wouldn't be all like a lot of people get stifled or the system shuts a lot of people down. Like who knows there could be uh, some kid in Africa carrying his water jug back to his uh, village, his village, but he could be the world's best soccer player or whatever. Like if, if people ha- had a, uh, if the system was better, which I mean, I don't know how it's going to change, but um, if it was like, imagine that reality, what would our, buildings look like what would the world look like if all these people were truly and authentically themselves but not only that living their lives to their fullest so they're attempting to use them as much of their potential as they can right yeah like the world would, would look completely different it's uh it saddens me you know the we don't look at each other uh as human beings you know it's it's all about getting mine getting mine getting mine mm-hmm and it would be a different world if we can just look at a, each other as human beings and mm-hmm. make the best of uh, the time that you are here. Yeah. Touching back uh, on the uh, school system and how incentives would, uh, uh, I'm sure teachers were would uh, try to be better and, you know, not that they're bad. That's not what I'm saying. So uh, I, I was g- going to give an example of in my business you kind of pay for what you uh, you get for what you pay, right? So if a company is being cheap and they're paying me, you know, the bare minimum, well, they're going to get a bare minimum um, job job and product, right? Mm-hmm. If a company pays me more money, for my experience, they're going to get the best of what I got to offer because mm-hmm. they see the value in my service. So that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to give that company the best product that I could provide mm-hmm. versus the company there's nickel and diming and saying, Oh, well just, you know, well, that's what you're going to get just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So teachers, if they have great salaries, what are they going to do? They're going to provide their best service available, mm-hmm. but when they're getting nickel and dime and they're going to do the bare minimal as well as they're probably like, especially with the current state of, our economy, like probably freaking out a little bit about like trying having to take care of their families and stuff with receiving such a low salary. So if they didn't have to worry about those things, then they'd be less stressed. They'd be and probably be able to teach better. Yeah, um, we are fortunate to live in a country where you can come from somewhere else with a backpack full of dreams, which is what our oh, family did, and make something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. We are in that place would always say that. Uh, but it kills me. I had a, and this is a true story about a teacher because we touched this subject. Went to Home Depot a few years back, and I never thought that this was true. But there's a guy uh, waiting by the, where you store your shopping carts, right? Mm-hmm. With this bike. And I was just friendly. I say, hey, um, how you doing? Uh, and he comes out and say, oh, I am just came out here to see, to find work. Uh 
just an older guy, older than me at the time. And I was like, you know what? I'll have work for you. Come on, just put your bike on the truck. I'll just go get what I needed to get. And so we get to talking and come to find out that this is a teacher from a town in Mexico, Colima. And it just blows my mind. You know, that this is a person that went to school, got a degree, and the situations that they're in, then they can't make ends meet. You know, and this is a person that, like I said, is educated to educate other people, mm -hmm. upcoming generations. Yeah, you can't survive in the salaries they have, so he has to go out there and try to work. Mm -hmm. And because he has a family. So once again, that tells us that the the world is not putting the money where it counts mm -hmm. you know yeah the people that are gonna teach future generations and continue this world mm -hmm. so. yeah i talked about it i did a live stream recently and i was talking about how i believe i mean i could be quoting this wrong but i believe i heard somewhere that the educate like certain um niches or industries have like lag times and that our education system lags behind by like 50 years and that that's not that's that is terrible that means that basically well our school system built got built the way it was during the industrial age um, they wanted workers they wanted people working inside like industrial buildings right Manu uh not manufacturing like warehouses style um and now they still have that same system but we're not in the industrial age anymore so yeah. it doesn't work like and that's why i mean Unemployment, I believe, continues to rise currently. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not good. Yeah. It needs, there needs to be some type of change. Um, I hope I can have an effect on that, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. If, if, if God lets it happen, then we yeah. will. Um, let's move on to the next question, though. Okay. So when you were in high school, how did you envision your life? And how does it compare to where you are currently? Kind of envision it the way it is, honestly. Um, I didn't uh, think too much into the future. I remember one of the things that I've applied in my life is never be envious of other people and what they have. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great rule to have in life because um, jealousy, that negativity translates into the world. It's what you put out there. Mm -hmm. you know? It's energy. It's energy, yeah, and it's bad. It's a bad one, mm -hmm. you know. Like, why do they have what they have? Because well, they work hard for it, mm -hmm. you know. And why don't all have it? Not your turn yet. And if you change that mentality, it, it might come to it you. It could be, yeah. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. So, never be uh, jealous of what other pe people have. Be happy for them. If anything, be happy. I there's been plenty, plenty of times where I've been around people that are negative in that way. Um, and I think that's why, uh, there's a book that mom and I encountered young in our age at 26, around 26, when you guys were very little and just blew our mind. And I think because of the type of people that we are, we're very positive. Um, it had a great effect. It just kind of reinstated our beliefs. Like, yeah, this is the path, mm -hmm. you know, acting with kindness, uh, being the best you can be, even though sometimes we fall short, you just you give yourself grace and you keep trying. Right. And 
if you remember, we this book is uh, the Law of Attraction. You mean okay. power? No, the Law of Attraction. That's um, what it's called. I thought it was called power. Um, it's the, the secret. secret. The Sorry, secret, the secret. Power, what the, the heck? Of it, but it's the Law of both, Attraction. Both, it refers yeah, it talks to, about that. Yeah, it talks about the Law of Attraction. So um, we finished this, and then we're putting all this affirmation quotes throughout the house in the bathroom, so you guys could see it every morning, and. You know, we got really hyped on it. I remember in your room, we did a quote by Nelson Mandela. And, that, quote, and, that quote changed my life, to be honest. In CNC, it's, it's that thing. I'm For me, Nelson Mandela, it's amazing, amazing man. You know, you have those certain people in history that um, were that. They're just good people. And if we could all be that, imagine. You know? Um, a great utopia. Quote. Um, I just sent it to you guys recently because it was in a movie. Um, and yeah, it's amazing. The, basically, what it states is that we have to let our light, our inner light, shine. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't let anything dim it because we are, if we do that, if we let our inner light get dimmed, then we are not only doing a bad service to ourselves. But other people that we can enlighten, mm -hmm. you know, that's to me, that's that's the way it should be. Yeah, that quote that you're talking about and that you're kind of referring to right now, again, paraphrasing. That's like partially the entire idea behind life spectrum itself, because think about it. If I can live my life fulfilled and then somebody else sees it and then that inspires them to live their life fulfilled, well, then we slowly start to create a domino effect. Everybody beginning to hopefully live, learn to live a fulfilled life, right. learn to lead one. I think it's important to say lead, not to just live one, because lead emphasizes the part of that you're in control. Yeah. That you're the one who has to take the reins, take the st a steering wheel, grab it, and control where you're going to go, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> next question. What is, what is the best piece of advice you could give your younger self? Uh, I was going into it earlier. earlier. Yeah, but it's uh, take time to educate yourself. Uh, was it while racing you guys and trying to start a business and being a dad, a husband, a provider, a family member? Um, didn't take the time to, or and it's an excuse because there's always time, you know. Um, I should have uh, spent more time growing within, mm -hmm. you know, because it would have uh, uh, prevented a lot of situations that weren't so great. But those situations had led to this exact moment. Mm -hmm. 100%. You know, everything, there's a reason for everything. Everything happens for a reason. So, um, would have made me wiser earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, just... Uh, I think uh, early on and still, uh, I lacked some, um, what do you call it, um, maturity in some ways. Um, and so I'm, I'm always trying to be better at that mm -hmm. you know, emotional uh, intelligence. intelligence. You know, I think that's a human's bigger, biggest downfall. 
because if you don't have maturity intelligence, uh, you can get in all kinds of trouble with people, with people you love, because uh, we can get reactive with the people we love because we expect to know us. You know? Mm-hmm. One book that uh, has done a great job for me is The, the Four Agreements. Uh, it's a short book. It's a great book. It, it blew my mind because if we can apply those four rules to our lives every day, life is simple. Life really doesn't have to be complicated. We complicate our lives. 100%. You know, I've always said that every person um, defines their own success. Right. I am the judge of my own success. So is you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can apply those four rules and for those that don't haven't read this book, I advise that you read it. It's a great book. Yeah, it is uh, a great book. I agree with you on your point of educating yourself. I hope you guys hear that and really take that in as young men, also women, of course, it's important that you educate yourself because you're basically like this is you have your the rest of your life in front of you right and you, it you need to begin to cultivate an understanding of one yourself like you were talking about but two also the world that we exist in um i kind of describe it like this it's like we're playing a game and there are rules and there's a controller but oftentimes i think because of the way that the system programs people and that they don't they're not aware of it like this to this extent right but you can pick up the controller to the game and you could pick up the instructions read the instructions and you'll understand how to play the instructions are out there but they're on the internet right like there you have to go search for these answers or for these instructions on how to play the game and you got to decide to pick up the controller and actually start playing and that's the being accountable for your own life and taking it into your hands right and by doing that, it's like you're playing, again, I'm going to say what I said in the last uh, podcast. It's like you're playing GTA, guys. You choose your character. You get to create his skills. If you want to be good at racing cars, then you have to go learn about cars and learn how to race them. Like, it's not, again, it's pretty simple. It's not very complicated. We're just not taught how simple it is. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I was talking to mom. Uh, about this the other day, I think your grandma Huita, she was a great influence in my life. But her, the way she she had the simple rules in life. There are simple rules that apply, and if you are able to live that way, life is easy. Mm-hmm. You know, just be kind to one another, um, and do things from your heart. Right. Those are like two things that I remember about her, and. Wow, she was as wise as they come. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was simple. She was able to just explain things to me that made it easy to understand and get it. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's that simple. Yeah. Um, and the the four agreements. It's it's once again, it's just plain and simple. Four things that if you can apply to your life every day and remember. And that's why it's another tattoo in the making. Mm-hmm. Uh First one, be impeccable with your words. You know, that's something that's so hard for most most of us. Mm-hmm. You know, watch what you say. You there's know, not even really much. like in high school or elementary school, there's not communication classes. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, second one being um don't take things personal. 
I don't remember the. Uh, I know that the first one it's uh, be impeccable with the words, but then the order of the next three I might be wrong. But don't take things personal, because mm -hmm. what does that allow you to do? It allows you to look at things from a, your perspective, but then you don't know the other person's perspective. Mm -hmm. So if you intake what they're saying wrong, then you're gonna have a chip on your shoulder, feel bad, but you don't have to. You don't have to take things personal, mm -hmm. you know. The third one, uh, don't make assumptions. That's a powerful one. It's, it's a program in our system that create us to fail. It, yeah, it. It's. I would say it's initially to help us survive because it's pattern recognition. Yeah. It's just seeing what's happening in your environment and then assuming that it's gonna, and then you're yeah. assuming it's gonna happen again. Came to survival, but with basically the abundance that we have now, in especially in this country, like the the things that help us survive do not help us to prosper in a way. Yeah. If I assume somebody is being negative, or if I assume this situation it's a certain way, you're just creating barriers that aren't even there yet. Mm -hmm. You're just assuming. Yeah. You know so doesn't it, it's something that doesn't shouldn't apply in your life uh and the last one it's easy just try your best at the first three mm -hmm. you know it's simple yeah it's a really good book i think especially for beginners it's a good one because it keeps it simple yeah some books using a lot of fancy words they're like more just i guess you could say like higher level i like simple because i'm not a very intellectual man but so yeah, yeah. i like simple hey that, that, <laughs> like i that's how i believe you should start that's with everything right you're not gonna be doing like if you're trying to practice football you're gonna start off by running a, just a straight route you're not gonna be running all these specific type of routes in the beginning like right. you know what i mean you got to start off small start off slow start to build momentum and then you live and you learn yeah Mom would always, I love this phrase from her, so that she would tell you guys where everything you tried, and she'd say, um, there's always a beginner, I, everything. Mm -hmm. You start fresh with everything you do. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's that. Baby steps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah baby steps. What are, thing, what are the things that are still on your bucket list? Or some of them? Visiting um, Dubai and skydiving into the Palm Islands. That would be crazy. That would be fun. Um, someday owning an RV, an A-class, which is the one that people can be in it. Mm -hmm. And traveling with my loved ones. They don't have to be far trips or long trips, but I just want to be in the driver's seat. Um, mom next to me. And... Hear the laughter, um, the enjoyment of being together. Mm -hmm. That that's yeah. that's a good one. Not what? a lot. I don't. I think I've lived a pretty fulfilled life. I don't. I don't need much. Mm -hmm. What is the thing that you worked so hard for that brings you fulfillment? Um, besides your family, because that's that's, like, that's like the first thing I was. Yeah, for you. <laughs> um, Being that I'm the best I can be with my flaws and mm -hmm. all, it's, I work I work at it every day. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's it's a constant constant strive to to be better, right? You know, and 
for me, it's just the older I get is the, and it's true what they say for some people grow up um, grumpy as they get older. Mm -hmm. I was grumpier earlier in my thirties for no reason. Uh, Kevin Hart has a great uh, skit of that. Like you just get a map for no reason. (laughs) I guess it's part of growing up or something, but yeah, things are, they're not smooth selling all the time, but like I said, Problems should be a Just word that's out of a vocabulary. It's a situation. Yeah. It's how we deal with this, man. You know, sometimes we get it right and sometimes we don't. But one thing that I used to do, I would get a little bit down on myself. It made a mistake or it didn't go right. But now I'm like, I learn about, as I learn about myself and how we should be kinder to ourselves and give ourselves grace. Mm-hmm. It's knowing that it's like, you know, yeah, you messed up, but just get up and try again. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? What, what are the other options? Yeah, really. Right? 100%. No other options. Um, the only time you stop trying is when you're dead. There's no more trying. Uh, you go to the afterlife and yeah. you'll get to see what's there afterwards. But while you're here, no self-pity, no getting down on yourself. Just get up. Try again. This year of life, you got to take control of it. You got to step into the driver's seat and you got to go. Yeah. There's no, oh, I did this because of this person. Oh, it was because of this person. You can't blame other people. I think oftentimes too, when you play that victim role, and I, I know because as a child, I felt like, as I reflect now, I always tell, I always told myself the victim story. Mm-hmm. I always put myself in that victim position and told myself a story that wasn't even really real. Like I was feeding myself a false narrative. It's a common human condition that we have. But I think what it is, is that people don't realize the extent to which your life is in your control. Like you're saying, people get very reactive. Um, We need to not be reactive. We need to be responsive or even proactive. Right. And that takes a certain level of awareness, but you only really get that awareness through one educating yourself but to continually trying if you stop and you you let one thing make you feel like you're a failure then you don't learn anything you're not going to ever achieve that that height that you uh may desire you have to continually like you're saying get up at it every day and just keep going just keep trying Mm -hmm. it's on you right what would reflecting on this stage of your life what feelings arise and why? It's great. It's a great life. I mean, obviously, when you get into situations afterwards and throughout the years, you think about it and you think, well, I wish I would have done better. I wish I would have done this. As you get older, right, and you get through the situations, you think, but at the same time, it's the lesson that comes behind it. Mm-hmm. So I gotta say, I bought. I mean, I think you guys know me and know how um, positive I am. Not to say that I haven't had moments of doubt. You know, perfect. We're not, but life is great. You know, you get to wake up every morning. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. 
when people uh, have that self-pity and are drowning in their struggles, then sometimes we, we fail to see that it could be worse. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my hands, I got my feet, I can see. Right. I'm not on a bed, mm-hmm. not being able to get up or move. I live in one of the greatest countries in the world. Um, I'm not in a in a country that's a constant war. War and if a bomb's gonna land where I live, mm-hmm. I don't worry about my next meal. You know, so And how does that make you feel thinking about all of those things? <laughs> gratitude, like yeah, there's no other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gratitude. Enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Gotta enjoy it. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. This has been fun. Thank you for uh, having me. I really enjoyed having <laughs> our conversation. I feel like, you know, we talk a lot in like, uh, just at the dinner table, just about like different topics or whatever, but I don't ever feel, I don't often feel like we get time to really just like, how would I say, I guess interview each other, like get a little bit deeper with uh, the things we think and the things we feel. And so I'm glad that we're able to do that here today. One again for just personally on a personal level as your son, Thank you. but two for people who hopefully can take good information away from this and, and hear how, yeah, life can be hard at times and it's not always easy, but there is that light at the end of the tunnel and you have to seek it. You, yeah. Um, I think if you're able to see that that light's there every morning, you, after you close your eyes and you wake up the next morning and you see that it's a new start. Mm-hmm. You can, we've talked about this, and this knowledge comes from you guys helping us um, grow in our personal, on a personal level. Um, you create your own reality. That's mm-hmm. part of uh, the four agreements. You know, ultimately, life is what you make it. One hundred percent. I could sit agree here, and he's like, "Oh, I have this worries about work. I have these situations here. I have. We're always going to have situations, and never, never stops. Mm-hmm. But it's how you deal with them. It's just." Hey, you, once again, like I said, you look at the outcomes, worst, best, you do your part and you meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's that easy. I agree. <laughs> I agree hundred percent. Again, I want to say thank you for coming on. I want to remind you guys that Life Spectrum's mission is to empower and galvanize individuals into leading fulfilling lives. Um, if you have anything that you would like to say or that you felt like you could relate to that you learned, make sure to put those down in the comments below. Also, make sure to like. If you haven't already, subscribe and turn on the post notification bell because we'll be coming out with these every other week. This has been the A Messy Life podcast. And until the next one, peace. <laughs>